54321. Hello, children, and welcome back to the On My Dime On Your Time podcast. I'm beginning to sound like a broken record when I say this has been one of my favorite episodes, but honestly, all the episodes are my favorite, and this episode is no exception. It's featuring Drew Joyner. He has a clothing brand called Edward Joyner that actually makes quality stuff, which you know we like on this podcast. I'm not going to spoil too much else about what else is in the episode. I'm just going to let you guys listen. If you want to see more episodes like this, please leave me a rating on... Is it Spotify or is it Apple Podcasts? Leave me a rating on one of those and then download me on both of those and I'll make I'll keep making more episodes. You can follow me at on my dime on your time podcast on Instagram. And without any further ado, here's the episode. All right, man. Uh we'll start with like let's I don't want to make this a fashion show, but like we'll start with that cuz like I found you through YouTube and stuff, but like and yeah. you make like fashion content primarily. So like how did you get started in like this whole fashion space? Yeah, I think I think that all, all of us have a really interesting relationship with fashion. Mm-hmm. You know, from the moment, you know, we're born to, you know, the rest of our lives we're wearing clothes, whether it be, you know, intentionally or unintentionally. So for me, fashion has kind of been a lifelong thing for me, but most recently it's become something that I've really tapped into from a passion standpoint. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so how did I get involved in fashion on YouTube or or with my brand? It kind of started um, with, you know, the end of a chapter of my life, which was sports. And so I I played division one basketball. I know you're in Canada. And do they at Guelph, I know you're going to go to Guelph. Do they have like sports there and things like that? Or is it, is it all academic based? It's, a lot of it's academic based. We do have a reasonably good football team as far as like other, as far as like in university ranks go, right. but it's like, it's mainly an academic. It's mainly academic. And that's what, that's one thing that's interesting about, you know, you know, other uh, universities or just colleges in, in other countries. Obviously the U S is super sports focused and, and Canada is becoming a lot more sports, sports kind of centered too um, in certain areas. But for me, like I always had this, you know, dream of being in the NBA and I always thought it was really interesting from a personal standpoint, how, um, you know, fashion through sports is different for each sport. So for me, like my first kind of paying attention, introduction to fashion on a serious note was when I got to high school, um, when I, you know, realized that this is what athletes, this is what basketball players wear. Right. And I just took note and, you know, from high school, then getting into college, realizing I wasn't going to play in the NBA, I had kind of developed this sense of style that I was garnering, garnering attention from, whether it be like, you know, sneakers, um, you know, as an athlete, I always wanted to dress really comfortably. So I always had, you know, something that was comfortable, but it was still fashionable and tasteful at the time. Um, and in 2018, I was introduced to well, one of my close friends, M.A. Leon Door, which is one of the brands that are absolutely just on top of it. And in 2018, it didn't have as much cachet as it does right now. Um, and, and just, you know, over time, I just developed this love for it. And I mean, it's brought me to where I am now. I closed the basketball chapter and I'm opening up a fashion chapter. And I'm super excited to kind of see where it takes me. Um, something that I've just grown in love with. And, and yeah, it's just been a lot of fun to been able being able to express myself as someone who enjoys fashion. I think what I tried to say in the beginning was we all, we all, we all are a part of fashion, 
but some of us, you know, take it to that next level. And I feel like I'm really trying to take it to a level of like deep passion that I care about it. You know what I mean? So absolutely. Hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> no, no, that's a, that, that's a good answer. You went a little bit, you went a lot deeper than I thought you would have. And I really appreciate that. Cause like, yeah. I don't know, fashion, super like stuffy and like really superficial. And I like it when people take it into like a deeper level and like why it like affects them. And it's not just like, Oh, I have the latest Balenciaga sneakers or some. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. No, I totally get that. And, and I don't, I don't really like, I'm not, a, I feel like I'm not part of that set of fashion. Like, I'm not a, you know, high fashion kind of guy. I, I, I like streetwear. I like what, what some people would deem as, you know, unfashionable, to be honest, you know, whether it be something that is totally specific to where I live in Colorado or maybe a, a little style that's bubbling up in New York, like, um, and, you know, high fashion may hate it, but like, it might be super dope and I'll love it. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't want to sound pretentious as a, as a person who's in fashion, which often is the case, so. But, but yeah. no man you're good because like what you do is like you don't follow any like from like looking at your instagram you don't really follow trends or right? you're you stay you do your own thing and you do it really well right like, you're not trying to be anybody else so that, that that's like the most important thing that's why we're all here anyway yeah exactly yeah i mean it's no you know i heard this there's a song that i've been listening to a lot i don't know what kind of music you listen to i listen to all types i listen to but i've been listening to this rap song uh, Big Sean's new album, Detroit 2, came out. I don't know if you've heard of it, but if you haven't, no big deal. I haven't heard it yet. I'm going to take a listen to that, though. Yeah, I like Big Sean. Oh, no. You, I mean, it's, it's, if it's your cup of tea, then, then it might be something to look up. But he, there's this line in the song, and he says, um, you know, everyone thinks I'm the one, but we're all just one of ones. And that kind of just plays to the fact that we're all unique. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, no matter, you know, no matter you know, how much you try to imitate someone's style, you know, at the end of the day, you're probably not going to feel as good as, as if you, you could if you just did it yourself in your own kind of way. And that's that's what I try to do, especially on Instagram. So, yeah. But, yeah. A lot of people, I think, on Instagram need to, like, need, need to, like, really take that quote in and actually, like, do a bit of a self-reflection. Because well, I think yeah. is the same on, like, my Explore page and shit. I don't know. It's so true. It's so true. A lot of the – there's a lot of similarities. I mean, everyone – when a, when a new sneaker or a new item like you know Issei Miyake pants or something like everyone's gonna wear it because everyone recognizes it to be cool but like trying to make something cool when it's not I feel like it's much more fun you know what I mean it it, it, it talks to a different audience for sure yeah how do you mean by like making something cool that like isn't necessarily cool to start off with <laughs> I mean obviously like there are things in, in fashion and, and a lot of people will agree like this item is hot right? Like this is the item that you, you like, if you want to be kind of looked at and you want to garner attention, you wear this thing, right? But to make something cool that isn't cool, it isn't for that validation necessarily, but it's more so for, you know, someone on the outside or someone who doesn't know you or someone like you, Issa, or Issa, I don't know how to pronounce your name, sorry. You're good. <laughs> um, someone like you, you know, recognizing that, you know, this isn't what's hot right now, but it still looks dope. He does it in his own way. And the per I know I know I look good doing it. And it's not like a superficial, like, you know, pompous way of saying it. It's just confidence. Mm -hmm. um, and you can also inspire someone to, to be themselves. Because at the end of the day, you know, fashion life is, is about, you know, being happy and being yourself. And, and that's kind of the ultimate goal in, in, this, in this lifetime. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Who are some, like, people that have, like, or, like, cultural, like, influences on your style? 
cultural like uh, people as well maybe people yeah for sure I, I think I think it goes back to like initially I mean I'm only 23 years old as well so I, I feel like style is going to excuse me my style will change over the course of my life of course um and for me I go back to basketball like I think that it's really interesting the aesthetic that I used to wear then and, and how it's impacted me so like one of the stories or one of the things I was thinking about before for this podcast uh, was about how like, man, I don't really have like, like that much denim, like denim pants, for example. Like I, I just don't wear it very often because for whatever reason, when, when I was young, you know, like young as in like 13 to 17, um, I didn't wear denim because I thought it was super uncomfortable. And it's just like, it's for whatever reason, it's still stuck with me. So I'd rather wear like some corduroy pants, some straight cut like canvas dickies or something like that. That's just more like comfortable than like jeans that, you know, I, I have like a small waist and long legs. So it's always been an issue with me with pants and like always had issues with, with just jeans. So I, I even to this day, I, I still don't wear them as much and hopefully I'll transition into learning and but like that influence from, you know, being an athlete, wanting to be comfortable still plays a role in my life. In terms of individuals who are influential, I would say like my peers are the most influential to me, you know, more so than maybe like a designer or a um, just a, a celebrity, I guess. Uh, I, I literally just wrote an article for Edward Joyner today about what moves fashion forward. Like that was the question I wrote. And I think, you know, the youth moves fashion forward. I think that, you know, the people around you are the circle of influence that you've accumulated are really the people who you should kind of tap into in terms of like fashion sense. If you have that group, if you don't have that group, then obviously you can look at mood boards and different things like that. But for me, it's the people around me. So like I have a, I have a good friend from New York named Michael, who's, you know, showed me ALD. He dresses, you know, I love his style. And, and I feel like New Yorkers, they, they have a lot of, you know, cockiness to them too um if you've ever talked to them but he doesn't I mean he's, he's he's a very humble dude but like you know he his when he wears his outfits he has a certain attitude about him that I just really love and so I pick up on that um other peers of mine who like who are also basketball players slash like really care about fashion um I think that you know they they wear um different types of sneakers that I never even seen before whether they are like some uh, Sauconies or some Reebok, something like that. I just love, I love that like, you know, non-popularized look, whether it be, um, what was a pair I seen the other day? You get what I'm saying. The non-popularized look is something that's, that's pretty sweet to me. And, you know, my peer group is really, I look to them more than I look to like bigger people. So, yeah. Do you think it's a danger to like looking to social media to develop an aesthetic? Um, like any downsides to it because like yeah yes I, I yes and yes and no right I, I think that you know as much as there are people who are gonna you know quote-unquote be hype beastie or, or be very trendy there are also going to be people inevitably who aren't you know what I mean I think it, it, you have to find people you know and, and find out about yourself there's a well obviously we're going to talk about books too but there's this book i want to talk about right now uh david goggins you know he, he you can't can't hurt me one of his lines is like um you know we, we read the book we read other people's book all the time or we look for other people for inspiration all the time 
but what, uh, what is the book that we're writing about yourself, which is basically him saying like, like how can you learn about yourself? Um, and I think that people looking for fashion sense should really search themselves to understand what they like. Cause if you can understand what you like, then you can, you know, pinpoint where those people are to, to maybe find inspiration. Right. So to answer your question, I think that it can be good. It can be bad, but I think for any individual, they have to have self-awareness and they have to know themselves in order to, um, to really find the best value they can looking through pictures on social media. Cause there's a lot. And obviously you're going to find the people who are only going to post things that get them likes, which is, mm-hmm fine but like at the same time you know it's if that is that if that's what you really want then do that if not then you have to take a different approach i think so mm-hmm. i just want to make sure i got this right it's basically like you have to look within yourself to find what you value in like either an outfit or the way that you live your life and you can build your aesthetic like around that so basically so like with you for an example you value comfort a lot so you're not going to wear like je- like skinny jeans and stuff so you're not going to go for the saint laurent look for example. Exactly, 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 exactly. I think self-awareness in in all aspects of life is really powerful. And if you want to apply it to fashion, then knowing who you are, you'll be much happier. Like for me, like the, the bottom line is happiness. Like I just want to be a happy person. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like that's 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 my end goal. And so if you can find that happiness and understand what it means for you to be, you know, find happiness in fashion and in the outfits that you enjoy, have that self-awareness and do that. What started you on this road to self-discovery? Cause I just, from talking to you briefly, I tell like, you know, a lot and you're maybe, you're maybe further along the path to self-discovery than a lot of like 20, 23 year olds are. So like, what started you on that path? Yeah. What started me? I think that, um, I always had a curiosity for like, like getting a mental edge on someone in basketball, like in competition, really. And I think that um, like from a, like a third, like a 14 year old, you know, freshman in high school, wanting to play varsity, being able to play varsity. And like, like you have to have like a, this mental edge um, that, you know, a lot of people don't really recognize in sports because I think sports is just another, it's just one of the best examples of life, but like, it's like kind of ramped up in a comp, like a more competitive, like direct competition kind of way. And so like one of the people that really impacted me, you know, in terms of like self-improvement, self-discovery, um, believe it or not, was like Kobe Bryant because his mentality towards the game was like always so fascinating. Like having this Mamba mentality was this killer instinct it basically is like, I'll do whatever it takes to, to outwork you, to beat you. Now, obviously when Kobe retired before he passed away, you know, rest in peace, his message wasn't necessarily, you know, you know, what can I do to beat you, but what can I do to be the best version of myself? And like his message, his messages, I should say, were um, entailed to, you know, how, you know, you should read these books or you should study harder or study longer. And like, that's just something I picked up on when I was like 14, 15, obviously Kobe said it later in his career, but it's just been with me, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's the, the glamorous answer, but like, I've been a weird nerd when it comes to like mentality and reading books and things like that, just to um, get an edge on life. Cause I, everyone has things that, that, that they go through and being able to overcome them is life. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. 
um, hopefully, hopefully that answers your question. I feel like I went off on a tangent, but, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully that gives some insight. Dude, you're doing, you're doing a really good job of like elaborating and bringing it back together. So like, don't need to apologize, man. Sure, for sure. Good, yeah. good, good. <laughs> well, let's do the book, the recommendation section now. Cause we're kind of on like that literature, like things sure. so, like sauce me some book recommendations, man. I need to read a few more things. Yeah, yeah. So the one I mentioned before, uh, David Goggins, uh, Can't Hurt Me is a great, great book. I don't know if you've heard of David Goggins. It, yeah. Another book, kind of a book I read before I started my business, just to put myself in the right mindset in order to start it. Great book on just overcoming obstacles in your life, because it, essentially a business is just overcoming, you know, financial obstacle. You're not, you're not getting sales obstacle you need to have growth obstacle you need to connect with you know it's just that same kind of thing right um another book i would say is um the courage to be dislike is by i i, I didn't know the guy's name because it's a it's a japanese themed book it's called uh ichiro kishimi and yeah i can't say the other person's name because i don't i'm not very good at that but um great book once again about you know, it's this this story about um, a pupil and a mentor, essentially. And the pupil is this guy who basically um, is down on life. He, you know, his, his relationships are, are out of whack. You know, he can't find love. He feels dissatisfied. And there's this wise man who he talks to every day for a, a certain number of weeks. And the wise man basically pokes at why he um you know why he's so down and it really another mentality book that i just really loved and and um gave me a lot of lessons in order to just start my business once again and just just to be more you know mentally sharp so that's a good one the courage to be disliked um and then one i think that was really interesting was um bobby hundreds book um this is not a t-shirt Mm -hmm. um just another book that I thought you know it was it's more fashion focused and obviously this this podcast doesn't have to be all fashion um but if you're interested for anyone who's listening if you're interested in fashion I think his story is really inspiring you know he was initially you know he went to college to be a lawyer um started selling t-shirts his tactics and like selling in California are really funny and interesting uh there's a lot of value in that book for sure so those are three I would say that are um just take a look at it, man, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely, ma'am. I'll, I'll definitely add those to the list. And I'll put the I'll put the links to like their um on Amazon in the description down below. Perfect. Else is Perfect. Um, when you started your brand, what's something that happened that you didn't expect, and like how did you overcome that? Like, be it like either like something great that happened, and then how did you like kind of bring yourself down to earth and be like, okay, this isn't how maybe it's gonna go forever, or maybe if something bad happened, how did you overcome that and realize that? it is worth pushing forward in spite of shit that goes down. For sure. For sure. For sure. I mean, one of the first things like I'm, I like, so I don't have a, a fashion background, like in terms of education. Right. So when I first started the brand, a lot of my peer, like, like my friend who I was just telling you about Michael, he was like kind of surprised. He was like, I know you like sneakers, but I didn't know you want to start your own brand. Um, one of the things that like I didn't realize was, you know, the people who I thought were my friends and close to me, like while they were, they were supportive, of course. Um, and they, 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 they obviously continue to support. Um, like I'm finding that there are a lot of strangers who are even more supportive than, 
you know, than the people who are close to me. And, and I don't think that's a knock on my friends or anything like that, people who do know me. Um, I think that for, for those who are and have supported the brand, like, it's just unbelievable to see uh, how quickly, um, relatively speaking, it takes time, but how quickly, you know, word about your, your business or your idea can spread. So that was kind of something that caught me off guard. Uh, definitely a challenge, and I think we'll talk about this too, was COVID-19, obviously. I started the brand this year, and COVID was a huge hit. Um, we were actually in the middle of uh, production for our first product, which we just released one product for the first time. Because, I mean, I, I didn't know. I don't know how production cycles work for fashion and sourcing garments and cut and sew and all these different factors. So I was like, I'll produce one thing. And then COVID-19 happens, and basically, you know, our government made us stay at home. We had stay-at-home orders for, like, two – like, oh, maybe even – I think it was, like, three or four weeks. So, like, I was – I was scared because it was like, I'm in like a freaking movie. Like this is a pandemic. <laughs> like I didn't want to go anywhere. Um, and, and the factory just like, not the factory, but our decorator shut down. So like that was kind of something where we had to push the, um, push the drop back. But that was definitely something that made me want to do it even more. Like I just didn't, like, I didn't want to stop. You know what I mean? Like as though, even though I was scared the whole time, I was like, how can I, you know, make sure the, the, we keep momentum going. How do I make sure we can keep this thing, keep this ball rolling? Um, so those are, I mean, those are some unexpected things. I think also what, what is really interesting, uh, when you start a business or when you start anything, like obviously you started this podcast, uh, you find out a little, you find out a lot about yourself, really. Um, in terms of like, like, do you really have the discipline to get something done? Do you have the drive to get it done? Um, like, is it really what you want to do? Cause like, you know, there's always going to be a distraction. Like you're in school right now. One of the biggest things they, they probably taught you, you know, what we've all been taught during school is like, you got to like sit down get your homework done, but you really don't want to, you want to go outside and play. When you start a business that you love, it's like going outside and playing is the business. Like you want to do that over doing anything else. And like, if you have that feeling about, and I had that feeling about Edward Joyner and you know, it made me realize that there was really, if I had something that I needed to do, like whether it be like edit an article, uh, post on YouTube, I'm going to do it because like it's something I love to do. So that's something I definitely learned about uh, myself too. So, yep. yeah. Now, I learned a lot just from starting this podcast because like I've been relatively consistent since August, right? Like I have like 13 episodes out already, yeah. but I missed one week and I regret doing that shit so much because then... <laughs> That like so like I missed the one week and then that following weekend when I usually film the episodes or like that following like when like seven days had elapsed I was like, you know what do I really want to record like and then I had to like freaking stop my like basically stop myself across the face and go okay yeah you ba you started this thing yeah you have all the, you've interviewed these great people already so why does well keep the ball rolling you've already learned so much why like why are you stopping why are you like this kind of thing exactly exactly that's it's so it's so it's so easy to keep it going once you started and as long as you have the self-awareness to know that yeah i enjoy doing this this is bringing you know value to my life and it's bringing value to others because you're interviewing people like like that's one of the best things about podcasting is you get a like, I feel good about being on this, on this episode because obviously, you know, you notice me and I feel honored. Mm -hmm. Every podcast that we do, it's the same thing. So, um, it's, it's really dope to see anyone start something like this and continue on. So kudos to you, bro. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. How do you balance all your different projects? Cause like, are, are you in school right now as well? 
No, I graduated 2019, into 2019, and one of the COVID also ruined my graduation. So I was supposed to graduate this this you know springtime. Didn't happen. Oh, yeah. Um, so you have the brand, right? You have the podcast. You have the blog. You have Instagram, and you have YouTube, right? How do you balance all this shit, man? Because I have school and a podcast, and like a shitty Instagram, and I'm here struggling. So how the hell do you manage your stuff? <laughs> Man, it just takes it just takes scheduling. I know no one can see this, but I have this little calendar literally right here. It's a content calendar. And every like every Friday, every week I go into next week and I just I write out just everything. And you you mentioned the things I I have like even more. I'm I'm doing a I don't know if you've seen Small Hours magazine. We're doing oh, a yeah, magazine, the magazine with, is fun. Yeah. with Ray Mia as well. Um there's so much going on, which I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm happy. But you just gotta stay. You just gotta stay organized with scheduling. Um, I have a um, the the calendar, like I said, and then I have a notebook. I write everything out in, and then obviously each month I create goals for the month. So no matter what, those goals are gonna get done, and those goals are all things in my control. Whether it be like, okay, I'm gonna say, you know, I'm gonna do eight YouTube videos this month. I'm gonna do eight articles this month. I'm gonna do, you know. I don't do Instagram posts because I try to post every week. I don't number it because it's probably like 15 or 16 a month or something like that. But I have all those, all that data written out. So I have a clear idea of what I'm going to do. And then I just execute, 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 execute. So once you have a plan, you feel like it's a good plan, um, then execute on it. And that's how, that's how I stay organized. It, it does, it's not the, it's not the sexy answer, but it's just the truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Shit, you I love it. I just lost my train of thought. That's <laughs> all good. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, like, why did you start the YouTube channel? Like, in this day, in like in this day and age of like the like a lot of people are making fashion content. So, like, why did you start your channel? Yeah, and you know what's funny? You say my channel. You, I actually have a channel for Edward Joiner and for Drew Joiner. So I think you're talking about Drew Joiner, though, yeah. right? And so I I made Drew Joiner's YouTube channel. Um, just as another outlet, man, I think that, um, have you seen this documentary called The Social Dilemma? Yeah, I watched that last week, actually, yeah. Yeah, it's getting, it's getting a lot of um, a lot of attention, and I have an interesting, like, relationship with that documentary in the sense that, you know, it points out a lot of, of scary things about the internet and about social media, right? Mm-hmm. My default as a, as a human being, which I feel like this is a, a blessing, but it can be annoying for other people, is my default is positivity. Like, I am a very positive person at heart. So, you know, why I started YouTube is, you know, in part a little bit about why I decided to do a brand, why I play basketball, why I think so much about mentality is because I want to positively impact other people's lives, right? I love fashion. For someone else, it could be talking about, you know, um, movies, or it could be talking about whatever, books. I want to be able to share the things that I like, that I enjoy in a positive manner with other people. It's just as simple as that. And so that's why I started it. I enjoy reviewing sneakers. I enjoy talking about different brands, different things. And I mean, obviously, my YouTube channel is very young compared to obviously others. I I've, only I've made 20 videos yet. Um, but I just want to share, you know, my light with other people and and meet people such as yourself, have conversations like this and and be able to maybe impact someone's life in a positive manner. And because fashion is that vehicle, that's, that's even better for me because it's something I truly care about. 
So as simple as that, man, it's, it's just about something I enjoy doing and, and being able to be, you know, a positive light to, to others such as yourself and mm-hmm. such as your audience. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like you did, like, that's how I found you. I found you through like the YouTube channel. Cause like on my um, homepage, it showed like recommended and he showed your video, like how to like grow your Instagram and yeah. it had like, 50 views. And I'm like, I don't know how this ended up here, but I'm going to watch this video because then you have actual quality stuff there. It's not going to be like, oh, just post, post like quality stuff and like tell a story. It's going to have actual like advice. So then that's how I found you as well. Sweet, man. Sweet. I'm glad you, I'm glad the YouTube algorithm blessed, blessed us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. What's your, pro- like about the podcast, man, like what's your process for finding guests and like finding people to speak with? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll definitely tell this you. Is a question for me mainly. But yeah, yeah, I know. I know it was. I knew. I knew. <laughs> um, it's it's really it really is just networking online. Um, recently, we recently I was approached by a brand called United by Blue, and they um, they sent me merchandise. It's a sustainable brand. Um, and I said, I would, I would, I would, you know, in exchange for the merchandise, I would, you know, I would post on my Instagram, which is all they wanted. Um, but you would have to, you know, let me interview, you know, one of the head marketing people at your company. So that's like, you have to just be savvy like that. But other than, other than that last podcast, I just, I just ask people, man. Yeah. Exactly what you did to me. People love me and ask about podcasts. People feel honored by it. People like most people, it's like their first podcast. This isn't my first podcast because unlike a lot of people, I ask people to be on their podcast because <laughs> I'm a little bit, I'm cut from a different cloth, but um, you know, a lot of people haven't been on podcasts and a lot of times they are, they're still like, you know, you know, successful individuals. They still have never been on a podcast. Of course, like, you just reach out, you say you have a podcast, we talk about X, Y, and Z. They're going to be like, damn, this is so nice. Yeah, I'll be on your podcast. And, and, and as simple as that, man, it, it, it doesn't really go much further than that. Um, I think, other ways, other ways you can get podcast guests, like I said, is you can exchange, you know, value for value. So whether, it, you know, if, say for instance, you want like a large YouTuber to be on, or you want a large individual to be on your podcast because you think they're interesting, but they have like 10K followers. Obviously, I'm not at that point, And you caught me while I'm on my road to 10K. So you're lucky. <laughs> but um, um, if you want to get someone who has that, you know, that much following, uh you might have to just take the route of emailing them. You might have to do it two times, three times. If you really want them, I think you just have to be that squeaky wheel and it'll come to you. So once again, it's, it's life is simple. You, you try. And if it fails, you try something else. My advice to you is to just DM. And if it doesn't work, DM again, and email, you know, it's not going to be much, much more elaborate than that. So yeah, absolutely. That's what shocked me when I started this thing. Cause like, I like with the podcast page, I think I have like less than 50 followers and I don't really care about the podcast Instagram and I DM people from that account, from this little tiny account that I DM people with like 50 K followers and they're like, yeah, sure. I'm down. And I'm like, okay, what? Like, it's just crazy. People are so willing to help. If you just ask, like, I didn't realize that about like just people or like people in like a higher position, like on social media, like definitely, definitely, definitely. I'll tell you this quick story real quick. It's very short. I had a podcast yesterday, literally yesterday. I I interviewed with one of the one of the newest members of the Joe Grandin New Balance collaboration team. I don't know if you know about them, but they're like headlining all these New Balance collaborations. His dad 
said this quote to him, and it's kind of speaking to what you're speaking to right now, which is closed mouths, closed mouths don't get fed. Yeah. You just have to ask, man. You just have to ask, open your mouth, and believe. And you'd be surprised with what happens. All right, that's my story. <laughs> that's, that's good stuff, man. Yeah, it's quality, man. Um, what are some upcoming projects that you have for like the YouTube channel and for the brand? Yeah, um, I'll start with the brand because obviously we have a we have something coming up right literally next week. We have a new drop coming out. We're doing long sleeves, um, graphic based long sleeves which are going to be super, super dope. Um, original art by me and uh, other members of, of my team. So we're really excited about that. We haven't done any marketing for it or anything like that yet, but the, the photo shoot will be this weekend. And uh, really excited for the models we have. Just a super, it's super fun to, to see a project go from ideation to, um, you know, digital to, you know, in real life, right? Mm-hmm. So that's coming. For the YouTube, um, I think, you know, I have a lot of ideas I want to do with the YouTube channel, right? Right now it's pretty much content reviews on, you know, things that I find interesting. Um, and then just opinion, um, videos. Uh, I think it would be really, really dope, um, to do kind of more lifestyle videos in terms of like, you know, we have, we have sneaker stores here in Colorado and in different fashion stores and, and fashion media places in Colorado that I think would be interesting for people to see especially for people who, you know, if they're traveling or doing things like that, it would be really cool for them to be like, oh, okay, I'm in Denver. You know, this is what's to do in Denver in terms of the fashion scene, because it's a growing scene. And, and a lot of metropolitan cities have growing scenes of fashion. So, you know, why not tell that story for the city that I live in? So that's definitely something that I, I'm interested in. Um, and then, I mean, I, I guess just more, more of kind of upping the quality of the reviews and things I give, doing more on feeds and things like that. I haven't done as much as I probably should uh, because I, I'm, a, I'm a weirdo when it comes to like new product. Like, like I, I'm, I'm not, um, it's, it's kind of strange showing people the product before you really have an opportunity to like look at it like yourself and just like, like I just like, I'll hold the shoe up and I'll just be looking at it for like a couple minutes when I get something new. So um, just more, more reviews though still, but um, I, just stay tuned. I think, I think if you follow or subscribe to me, excuse me, on YouTube, you'll get a lot of value and, and it'll be a lot of fun too. I, I love talking to, to everyone. Literally, it's, it's no big deal to, uh, to comment or anything like that. So, so yeah. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm really excited to see it, man. Yeah. I'm going to backtrack a little bit, but you were saying about like scheduling and stuff, right? Like you have all of like your, like your blog posts and your Instagram posts and different projects that you're working. You have that all scheduled, right? Did you, was there ever a time in your life where these things that you're obviously extremely passionate about, it became more like work and you did end up like slight, maybe dreading it in a sense. And how did you overcome that? Yeah. dealt with that at all. I mean, every article can't be, you know, your Picasso. Every everything can't be the your life's work. There, are, there are, you know, there are articles that I've written, and in, in being able to own your own company is a is a different animal than like having to work for someone else. Because when you work for someone else, you have to do it no matter like what, and and you know, it might not even be anything you're remotely interested in. At least I get to do the things I'm remotely interested in, and sometimes I'm like, you know is this really a good article? Am I really doing my best job? And so, yeah, there, there are definitely moments where I'm like, I don't really want to maybe write this article. Um, and that's not, not a reflection of, of 
you know, not loving it. But there were times when I didn't want to go outside and shoot either. You know what I mean? Like, there, like if you if like passion is a and, and love are emotions that are fleeting. They don't just they don't stay. You know, you're not always here. It it fluctuates. That's a human being. Um, in a lot of athletes, even I think this is really interesting because this happened to me for sure. Um, and I always talk about athletics because it's a huge part of my life. But a lot of athletes fall out of love with their sport at a, at, a, at one point or another. Whether it's like they're they're professional, they're in college, whatever it is, like you know, you have this perception of what you want your brand to be. I'm gonna be Jerry Lorenzo, okay? I'm not gonna be Jerry Lorenzo. Like it's not gonna happen that way. You know what I'm saying? There's gonna be many, many, many hours of doing things that you know aren't Jerry Lorenzo like, quote unquote in order to get to um, a place of, of, you know, notoriety, not notoriety, because that's, it's kind of cachets, but like a place of, of success, like you have to do the, the groundwork. So of course, of course, there are times where I'm like, I don't really want to do this, but I, I love it. I need to do it. it I, I made a commitment to it. That's the whole point about the commitment piece. Um, so yeah, definitely, there are definitely times you just got to, like what I would tell someone who has that feeling that they don't want to do something. Um, like this is a, a interesting, like you have to uh, prove the people wrong that, you know, are against you. That, that's one thing I do for sure. Like, like uh, I have, like when I played basketball division one, kind of getting off track. So sorry. No worries. Um, man. Keep going. There was, we used to have to like write our roles down in our, in our locker and when I, my last day there, I took the roll down, I put it in my wallet. And it wasn't, it wasn't a roll that I was really happy with, right? I wasn't like a star player or nothing like that. You know what I mean? And so, like, I, sometimes I just remember looking at that piece of paper that just said, this is your role. And I just think about, like, nah, like, this ain't going to be it for me. Like, this, I'm going to prove people. Like, I just have that, you know, about myself. I'm going to prove to people. So, like, when I don't want to do something, I, sometimes I think back to, like, well, if you don't do it, then you won't get to where you want to be and you won't be able to, to, to prove to others that you're worth more than what you really are. So that's kind of a wraparound, but yes, I have those days. And, you know, yes, you just have to find a way to overcome them, whatever way that is for you. And for me, I mean, there's, there's the basketball thing, but there's a lot of different ways to overcome it too. So, mm. yeah. I like that. I like that story a lot with the paper because it's kind of like, it's like, if you, if you don't do this thing that you're dreading to do, you're going to become the thing that, your coach or whoever puts you as that role saw you as in a sense. Yeah. 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 And, and that's just a small thing for me. I, I like, I, I think the question, like there's a lot of layers to it. Like that's one minute, that's one approach to how to overcome things that you don't want to do. Um, the other approach is like just realizing where you want to go. Like if you, if you, you, like you, you have an excuse, like you could be tired. Every excuse is valid, but like, it doesn't get you closer to, where you want to be so that's just another thing too like you just gotta you just gotta do the work I don't know I, there's no other way to say it. you just gotta get it done even if you don't feel like it that's just life like you like there's I don't feel like taking showers some days like it's just weird you know what I'm saying like no you know there's just days and moments like that so like you just gotta get it done mm -hmm. did you ever deal with like the fear of like kind of like losing it all with the brand and how did you like overcome that because like that that's a story I think needs to be told like with like starting like business owners and stuff yeah I think that I think that's a good question because I think I, a lot of people are afraid to start 
because they're afraid to lose it all. Um, and for me, I, I'm going to, I can only speak to myself. The fear of losing it all goes away once you realize you can never truly lose it all. Like I, I could be down to, you know, obviously I could, I could be homeless and that would not be a situation I want to be in. Um, but you can work your way back up to being where you want to be. So like, like the, the brand is more of a lifelong thing for me as, you know, instead of, it's a mentality. So the brand is a lifelong thing for me. And it's not something where I say, if I don't sell this or if I don't get this done, I'll fail and, and it'll be over. You just keep readapting. Now, obviously I'll lose money, right? But you can, you can make the money back. So losing it all for me isn't, um, I don't know if that's the right, the right way to think about it. Cause I guess like, what do you mean by losing it all? Like, do you mean like you lose the money, you lose, you know, all the following, like, what, what is your, what do you think that means for yourself? I'm curious. I think like with like upcoming brands and stuff, I think the thing that they, this is like a gross overgeneralization, but I think one of the big things that they fear is, again like losing money as well losing the following but also losing like people are relying on you right or people want to see you succeed and then when you when you when like you fail you let them down as well yeah yeah like kind of yeah. i don't know if that sure, sure. yeah definitely it's it's a it's my answer to that is you have to it kind of goes back to self-awareness you you have to understand um what you really want when you create, when you start a business, when, when, when you are living your life, you have to know what you want and um, letting someone down while it does feel bad to let people down to like, say that you have product coming out, for example, and then it all flops. The factory that you thought you had is a fake factory and they just took your money and all these things happen, right? You, you failed in a sense, but the true failure would really be if you stopped, if you just kept going, you, you, you told the people, you know, you're going to feel embarrassed. You told, you told your friends, like, guys, like, I'm going to tell you, like, I, the, you know, $2,000 I spent to start my brand or $500 is all gone. They're going to be like, Oh damn, that sucks. Or, you know, I feel bad for you. And you're going to feel embarrassed. And either in that embarrassment, you're going to say, yeah, I don't want to do it anymore, guys. I just, I don't feel like it. You know what I mean? It's just not for me. It's not for me. Or you're going to say, yeah, I got, you know, $200 saved up extra. I can, you know, mow lawns. I can get a job here. I can save up this much and then we can try again with a different factory, hopefully. You know what I mean? But that's, it's a, that's the mentality I'm trying to, to poke at, I guess. It's, it's never, it's never going to end if you keep, you know, trying. Mm-hmm. What are some practices that you do like on a daily basis or like, yeah, maybe let's say on a daily basis that promote like productivity and like having this like really healthy mindset towards like business and towards growth? Um, I think like I spent, I spent a lot of time, you know, listening to other um, leaders in the space, I guess you can call it like people who are really heavy on mindset um, there's this YouTube channel called impact theory that, um, you know, the, I forget the guys, the host's name, but he has different guests on and they talk about their experience, different people who have, you know, survived apartheid, who have, you know, overcome, you know, 
huge obstacles to be millionaires, those kind of individuals. That's one thing I listen to it all the time. I, I draw and listen to it. So like I'm obviously increasing my creative skills and then I listen to that as well. You can obviously read books. Um, and you you have to seek it out, right? Like I think that it won't just fall on your lap. You really have to seek out that those experiences and those voices in order to um, you know, enrich your life and enrich your enrich your mind like that. So it's just, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do it. I do it by, like I said, YouTube, books, and talking to individuals like yourself. So um, those are some three simple ways to do it for sure. Awesome, man. Um, I just want to hear your thoughts about this weird experience that I had recently, right? So like, I don't watch TV, right? Because I don't have the time, but I was watching TV and I don't remember which what like the brand was, right? But they were saying basically that in COVID, right? There's nothing really to do. So you might as well relax and like take a load off, just de-stress and stuff. And that kind of like got me mad because I'm like, okay, cool. You could do that. Or you have an extra, let's say, bare minimum, let's say you have an extra two hours of the day that you would spend on transportation to get to school and back, mm-hmm. right? What and you can like leverage those two hours to to do something with your life so like just as a response to people who are like in that mentality of shit sucks i'm gonna take a break Mm -hmm. like what's your response to that and like yeah so basically what's your response to that yeah yeah i think every and this is something i'm gonna continue to say because I, i feel like it's the truth every person obviously is in a different spot covid might be you know something that really is you know a killer for you in your life right now like you lost your job you lost a family member um it's going to be hard for you to approach life the same way you know just based off of trying to mentally get out of it. it takes time to heal from certain things and then there's obviously other people like you're saying that are you know are taking a load off because they are you know they're not really affected but they're telling themselves they're affected and they're not gonna they're just being lazy essentially um i think that for those people for anyone who wants to improve themselves improvement you know it it comes no matter what the you know outs or no matter what the circumstances are on on the outside or i guess in in the in the macro if that makes sense like if COVID-19 is happening and there's an individual who wants to, you know, read 20 books or an individual who wants to climb X, you know, 20 mountains, hikes or whatever, they're still going to do those things. And I think for each person, you have to figure out if that's, you know, what you want to do. I personally am in the same vein of probably in the same camp as you are in the sense that like, I want to be better. I'm not going to be lazy now there's there's too much writing on my future in my opinion that i have to get done in order to um to you know i have to i have to get things done now or else my future isn't guaranteed to me you know what i mean like i have to work hard on my business i have to 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 work on my dreams in order to accomplish them um i think people you know rely too much on um the you know it'll happen when it happens approach and I think a lot of times, I think COVID is giving people like a, um, a get out of jail free card. It's giving, it's letting people basically do that and say that because of there's an obstacle. Um, and 
if you have something that you want to do, I want to like, if, if I'm, if someone, if someone's listening and they have something they want to do um, and you feel like COVID-19 is the reason why it's not the reason why you're the reason why COVID-19 is just an obstacle that you can overcome, you know, as long as you don't have COVID and you're, you know, on your deathbed, you can overcome that obstacle of COVID-19. You can, you know, wear the mask, be socially distanced, do all the things that you need to do. You can search online, you can do that, you can read while you're on your way to school, you can, all these things, there's so many options. So um, I don't like excuses, I don't like excuses, I don't think you do either, and I think that um, people should try their very best to, you know, be the best version of themselves. Mm -hmm. So that's, I really, I don't, I don't mean to gas you up any more than I already have. I really like the way that you said that, man. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much all I have. Uh, what are some habits that you picked up recently, like as a response to the, to the pandemic? Maybe like a different way that you run your life kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. it's, I think it's like, I used to work out a lot more. Um, I don't really work out as much, but I've been trying to just, you know, find, you know, at home workout routines, things like that. Um, obviously I had a goal this year to read 20 books for 2020. Um, and I started out really strong. I've been slacking a little bit. I, I'm not going to lie. I've been like from January to March or January to April, I read like 10 books. And then from <laughs> May to now I haven't read any more. Um, and that's probably a result of the business and like just being really busy with that. But I probably, I probably should still do that. But um, habits, there haven't really been that many crazy habits that I've started. Um, just obviously you got to stay safe. I'm at home all the time. So I get up and I walk and I walk 10 feet and I'm at work. <laughs> so like there's that. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know many habits. What about you? Are there any habits that you've been, you've been up to lately? I'm curious. I just like, this is like more of a recent development because I kind of just realized like when it started in March, right? I was like waking up early to get shit done. Mm -hmm. and it was like the end of the winter here. So I, I could actually go for walks and stuff. Right. And right. I, I like kept going until then in summer, I'd have to wake up early because of work. Right. And then like, since work is over in um, like mid-October, I haven't been waking up as early. Yeah. When November started, I make an effort to go to bed at like 10, 11 o'clock and I'm up at six every morning just to like yeah. give myself more time. Mm -hmm. you got shit done yeah uh i've been reading a lot more as well like I, I did the i did the whole like book a week thing for a little while like, again like i fell off the wagon as well it's um, tough it's, it's tough, tough to... man like because like i think i got a little bit over overzealous with myself so i picked up like a thousand page like giant thing and i'm just like i'm gonna read this it'll take me two months so i'm gonna do it and i've read a hundred pages of it and i'm like i'm just like yeah hey, bro. pretty much man I'm like yeah yeah i totally <laughs> Totally for you. <laughs> I, got, I like got. I found. I saw like one video on like on like philosophers and stuff. So I picked up a book from like Nietzsche, and I'm just like, oh boy. Complex. I did the same thing with uh, earlier in the year. I did it with this dude named Rolf Waldo Emerson. He's like an American philosopher. It's like a super thick book that's like very like very like old English. Mm. I was like, I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna learn so much, and I'm gonna be wiser. And it was it was tough. I mean, I still haven't finished it, so that's kind of goes to show. It's 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 tough to read those thicker books, but but yeah. Why do you think they're like everyone has like an an and like an ambition or like an aspiration they want to achieve, right? And like they know it's going to be good for them if they start on that path or if they achieve the thing, right? So sure. why is why do you think there is this initial barrier 
to starting something that's like worthwhile? Um, I think that anything, you know, anything worthwhile, it, it doesn't, you know, none, it doesn't come easy. That's for sure. Um, whether it be like owning a home or being successful, being a millionaire, starting a business, like having a successful business. I think that there's a price to pay for being successful and to achieve something that is worthwhile. Um, obviously like, and that's just, I mean, that's just like one of, I feel like it's just one of the like laws of the universe <laughs> in a sense, you know what I mean? Like if it was easy to do and it was easy to attain, then you would attain it and you wouldn't you know, complain about it being hard. And the fact that it is hard makes it kind of worth it too, in a sense. And because you had to, you know, learn, you know, how to get to the mountaintop, essentially. I think there's a really interesting, I don't know, I don't know when Kanye West said this, uh, but he was talking about um, essentially the proverbial getting to the mountaintop. And he said, you know, in order to get to the mountaintop, there are, there's a, there's, there's tools that you acquire along the way. Right. And in order to get to the very, very top, there's a special tool that you need to get to that tippy tippy top. But all the tools that you acquire on the way are much more valuable than the last tool at the very top. So to answer your question, like, why do we want to achieve the things that we know that, you know, will better our lives is because you know, we all, I, I think intrinsically, we know that, you know, we need to acquire those tools in order to get to that mountaintop. And we should want to, to get to, to the mountaintop, you know, in a, in a hard way, because we learn more, right? I mean, I don't want life to be hard, but like, you want it to be, you know, you want to be able to acquire skill sets over the course of your life, because I mean, what's the point if you don't learn along the way? You know what I mean? I think it's like all I think like it kind of speaks to like the instant gratification thing like it's such a big thing now I feel like I don't want to be one of those people who's like oh it used to be so much better in like the old days but like, I feel like where people were more motivated to like aspire to like higher like levels like before the age of social media maybe I don't know I'm just spitballing here but maybe I, I don't I potentially I, I think that there's so many types of people in the world um and maybe i i feel like you know for myself i feel pretty motivated i feel like there are a lot of people around me i know who aren't as motivated as maybe right maybe you are right like maybe it's not as people don't want as much for themselves but yeah that's for each their own i don't know what it is man it's, it's something i'm trying to like slowly figure out and it's like with each interview i ask like a similar question i get a little bit more insight into it i don't know definitely definitely that's that's pretty much all the questions I have. One last thing, rapid fire. Give me three like pieces of value for people who want to start a business. Uh, three pieces of value. Um, know know your audience. So like know who you're going to be selling to if you want to start a business. Know who you're going to be targeting because that's really important. Um, know how to bring value to those people. So I think value is like a huge, huge part of a business. Like, um, like their values and there's so many different ways to provide value, whether it be through podcasting, through, you know, touching the lives of people, whether it be like donating to charities, there's so many ways, whatever it is, provide value to people, make people feel good. Uh, so that's number two. 
And number three is, um, you know, love what you do. You gotta love it. I think in order to, to have the best, the most fun at it, I think there's a lot of people who obviously go into business to make a lot of money, but I just, I don't, I just don't like that approach. Um, I think you really should love, try to love what you do uh, and money will follow. And, you know, money isn't really money. I mean, rich people are unhappy. Poor people are unhappy. Like a lot of people are really unhappy right now. Obviously people see money as this kind of um, silver bullet to say, to solve all your problems. But there are a lot of, you know, wealthy individuals who have problems. Everybody has problems. So, you know, love what you do. And I think that mitigates a lot of the um, problems and inharmony that you might find in your life. So, Perfect, man. Great way to end the episode, man. Honestly, that was really good, man. All right, man. Last thing. Where can the people find you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at DrewJoiner underscore. Um, that's, that, that's the best place probably i have a lot of places but drew joiner underscore is the best and then if you want to tap into my business you can find it at edwardjoiner.com which is e-d-w-a-r-d joiner j-o-i-n-e-r.com so edwardjoiner.com man thank you thank you so much for having me on the podcast bro it's, it was a blast. you'll plug your podcast as well man come on plug it you think so all right everything, if you're interested plug everything man i got i want to see you succeed man for sure, for sure, for sure. There, so if you want to listen to the podcast, it is on Instagram as well, at the Beyond, the Beyond the Garment pod. And he'll make sure to link it down below. Um, and then we also have a, a, a Buzzsprout link, and it's on Apple, Spotify. It's, it's similar in the vein of we talk about fashion, art, sustainability, and culture. Um, we just had a, a fantastic guest. And... Um, it's, it's moving along. We're on episode 2022. 20, so yep. good stuff, man. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I learned a lot with this episode. Sounds good. Appreciate you, bro. I really yeah. appreciate you for real. Absolutely, man. All right, man. Take care now. Yeah. Yep. All right, man. Stay safe.